Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Afro-Nation podcast. My name is Desmond Applin, and I have my lovely co-host here. Hi, my name is Tiari Lefotu. And on this podcast, we're just going to be discussing all things Samoan, all things African-American, and uh, you'll be hearing our two cents on that. And so for (laughs) today's episode... (laughs) We'll be going through um, this thread that I found on Twitter, and it was posted by at Patracy underscore, and it's titled, A Thread of Toxic Poly Traits That Have Been Normalized. Um, And Tiara and I had some time to go through these a little bit, and uh, I think it highlights a lot of issues we, we need to address in our community. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think... A lot of these things are just like the tip of the iceberg as to like the symptoms mm-hmm. of the toxicity in our ooh my voice crack <laughs> toxicity <laughs> in our um our culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, these these issues really aren't exclusive to being diaspora or being on the motherland and whatnot um mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about this thread before uh, we started recording and it seems like uh the people take the problems with them <laughs> okay they yes. yes they do <laughs> all right and so uh this first one i haven't really seen it too much but the first one on it uh, oh, and you can look at this thread, too, on our Instagram, the Afronesian podcast, just so you could follow along. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is hating slash resenting a child for looking like their mother slash father. Um, mm. Looks like there's some can... animosity there. Yeah, and I can speak a little bit more on that because I have kids and have friends who be salty like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's petty. That's not even the kid's fault. That is not I know, the right? fault. <laughs> right? Well, okay, so the way that I see this particular thing playing out with mm-hmm. our culture, it's not as oblivious as, um, you know, I've seen in, like, Black cultures uh, through my experience, you know, like, oh, you look like your damn daddy, you know, mm. and kind of having an attitude towards that, but when it comes to, like, Samoan culture, I definitely see it happening in a different, more hurtful way. And by that, I mean when a um, blended family comes together and the person has kids from a previous relationship, I notice that they do tend to treat them differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if that's just because they look like the parent or because that's not their kid. But when their partner has kids, they do tend to treat them differently. a lot more differently especially if they look more like the other parent and they treat them like crap abuse them more especially in our culture there's definitely a a lot more abuse Mm -hmm. and definitely no love or um no positive affirmation things like that I mean I don't I've seen it in my own experience like they got beat more Mm -hmm. they definitely got treated like servants in a way and it while the other kids who were from both parents kind of got it a lot more easier. Mm. They had more, they even got more gifts or whatever. Right. The favoritism so, is obvious. Yes. So, and, and it wasn't just from the parent who wasn't biologically theirs. It also came from their own biological parent as, as well. It's kind of like, oh, I'm in this new relationship right now. And your physical presence reminds me of my past one. So mm-hmm. get out of here, slave kid. <laughs> That is rough. That's really yeah. rough. Because um, yeah. although I do not have any personal stories to relate to this one in particular, I do know that um, Samoans, uh, they can harbor a grudge for a really long mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. I remember, and this is just, you know, he said, he said she said, but uh, I remember one time my mom telling me that uh, once upon a time, in Samoa, <laughs> there was this family um, that she knew, and the mom and dad didn't really get along very well. So when the father um, was out of the picture, the mother pretty much named her kid um, Kaimoa. Um, yeah. 
and that's because the child looked like her daddy. Um, mm. And that, and for those of you who don't know what that means, that means uh, chicken crap. <laughs> and that is rough. Like, someone's really do be naming their children names like that. Probably not mm-hmm. anymore, you know. Uh, probably, thankfully, became more sensitive to that. But... Oh, no, we just got super ghetto with the names over here in America. <laughs> like, super ghetto. I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be actual, you know... Uh-huh. hurtful things but it's we still uh, us in our names anyway that's a different topic <laughs> <laughs> right right um this next one do you want to go ahead and read that one off to you uh yes so couples jumping into a marriage after finding out that they're with child <laughs> all for it all for it if they're in love but mm-hmm. Another personal experience I could speak of. So mm-hmm. I had my first son um, when I was 19 and um, I was with his dad, obviously, but we weren't forced into marriage because of um, being with child, but I probably wouldn't have stayed with him if I wasn't with child. Mm-hmm. So um, there's definitely that type of pressure or you know, because his parents were still together, I believe. Yeah. And mine was coming from my parents were divorced. I didn't want to repeat that. But there was still that toxic, you know, I didn't even like him like that anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> and oh, I was, I man, I was cheating on him like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. And I and it was just because, oh, you know, we have a kid together, so we need to be together. No, God woke me up and was like, no, girl, no, mm. this, this, ain't, this ain't your life. But there's that happens a lot in our culture where people who aren't really in love anymore they I feel like it's a fear of uh, mm-hmm. judgment or a fear right. of being alone too but you know what the thing about that is everyone knows what's up like if you mm-hmm. haven't been dating for a long time and then all yeah. of a sudden you know if you're a female and you get knocked up by uh, <laughs> a new guy you know it's, yeah. it's kind of obvious that Mm, we don't know if you guys are compatible and whatnot and that's just like right. looking from the outside in because mm-hmm. uh i live in american samoa and that is super common like oh really super super common mm-hmm, for guys mm. to propose to their baby mamas and stuff and i it is a shame thing too mm-hmm. because of the stigma that we have towards women Mm-hmm. And how the culture expects women to conduct themselves in certain ways. But at the same right. time, you know, you, you know, I'm not married, but just from what I see, I think if you're going to get married, you're trying to create, you know, a stable environment for the child you're trying to bring into this world. And if you're mm-hmm. not really compatible to begin with, um, I I don't see that lasting very long because I know of a lot of instances here where parents kind of force that to happen between their kids mm-hmm. and then it doesn't last and it's just kind of like why did y'all go through it in the first place and it's so you know the family doesn't look bad so the daughter doesn't look bad and x y and z yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of sad too um, I had a friend who who's kind of going through a rough patch with her now husband and she she wasn't going to do it <laughs> family kind of <laughs> was nudging her in that direction but she was just kind of like I'm not going to do it cuz that's I'm just I'm not going to do it just cuz I'm pregnant and um right you know what they're happy now and they've gotten through their issues and their child is so beautiful but you know not every case is like that and I just yeah. hope we do away with this one because it, I don't know, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a good start to a family or a marriage, honestly. No, it doesn't. And, you know, the thing is, it's like if I'm putting myself back to when I was 19 and I was, I thought that we had to stay together because we had a baby, right? Mm. And um, I didn't want the shame of it. There's a lot of fear that also comes in it, especially because right. a lot of the people that do this, they're not grown. Mm-hmm. And most of them are like really young. Yeah, they're young. And and it, there's a lot of fear of thinking about, oh, I'm going to have to raise this baby alone. 
I don't know if I can do it by myself. I can barely take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I think a way that we need to be, get ahead of this type of trend that just keeps happening in our communities is more education about, you know, first of all, sex ed, because we never talk about sex. Sorry. But seriously, we never talk about sex and we always have this weird relationship with sex, but everybody's doing it, mm-hmm. but no one knows what to do with it. And then also like, I think there needs to be more of a confidence instilled in our youth with, um, you know, being able to take care of themselves and and better themselves before they even think of doing these type of things, like getting themselves into these type of situations. Um, You know, you, if we compare ourselves to like Western um, youth, right? It's not as common, it still happens, right? But it doesn't happen as great of a rate, I feel like as it does with Samoan people. And that's because they know more about sex and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they are more aware of what can happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I feel like there's more structures set up to help them, even if they decide to go through with not getting married or whatever, but there's more things to help people and they don't have to feel like, I got to get married. This is it. Right. You know? Especially from the perspective of a female because mm-hmm. from the instances uh, that I've witnessed it's more like oh that's just the dumb dude but like the, mm-hmm. the females they get it heavy like you know right. they talk about muku, x y and mm-hmm. z you know they yeah it's a lot of guilt and that's so true mm-hmm. when you speak about um, especially raising a kid on your own mm-hmm. and that in of itself has so many difficulties and you know issues that somebody has to overcome and especially Mm -hmm. when the baby daddy isn't really willing to stick around or he's just like Mm -hmm. if that you know i mm, right get a plan b or something you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm out you know that's (laughs) a lot of stress and i feel like yeah um, it's good that we talk about these kind of things and we hold this space for these kind of conversations because um, it's one thing to have these with um, people you know in Mm -hmm. person and then there's a platform like this which we're trying to create where you know it's out there in public for people to listen to and it's nothing in a disrespectful way because we all know that um, we're just trying to shed some light on the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this next one is, and this is a big one too. Weeping <laughs> conflict under the rug. Look, this is all the tea. Like the person oh, who made this thread, God. she was really going ham. Weeping <laughs> conflict under the rug for the sake of family reputation. Oh uh, my God. Where anyone, do we start? For real. <laughs> Like, for those of you who live in Samoa, whether it's Tutuila or Tolu or Savai, y'all know what's up. Y'all mm-hmm. know what's up. That's all I gotta say. Like, yes. Mm-mm. Shit. I mean, I, I can say it. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I honestly, because of my personality trait, this particular one rubs me the wrong way because I'm, I would say I'm more outspoken than most people. Mm-hmm. And this really irritates me because, you know, I'm all about, I'm, everybody's all about justice. That's a very obvious statement. But for me, for whatever reason, I I like to talk things out with people, hash it out and get it done with. Mm-hmm. So this particular trait in our culture always got me in trouble. Like I'm always <laughs> in trouble <laughs> because of this stuff. Like I'm trying to address shit. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Is they're like, Is that girls club all the way up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no. You know, or what are you talking about? Not even. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Like, come on, man. But that's the thing. Like, I feel like this one trait mm-hmm. in particular kills our society so much, our communities, because there's so much pain under all these rugs. Like, there's so many molesters under this rug. Right. There's so many, uh, you know, domestic ab- abusers right. under this rug. There's so much under this rug. Racism's all up under there, although it's getting pulled out now. Mm. <laughs> but there's a lot of it in there. And I feel like 
all of this family reputation. I'm like, what reputation? You know, most of us, most of these families, especially out here, they're not what? They're, they're just a lot of them. They're not really doing much out here. They're not like in government or something like right. that. You know, it's just right. in the community existing. And so I'm like, where is this veil still? Why are we still carrying this here? Mm-hmm. You know, ah, whatever. It gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure a lot, a lot of people sympathize with you. I, I sympathize with that too because, and you know what? Let me pull back a little bit. It doesn't just happen in the islands. Uh, it happens elsewhere. Wherever some ones mm-hmm. are, wherever they congregate and get together, it happens. Yeah. And um, it's it's really sad because uh, it's it's ironic because it's for the sake of family reputation. But if mm-hmm. people already know what's going on, some right. ones aren't really the kind to air out their dirty laundry like that. So yeah. in a public setting or in a community setting where you're with other Samoans, uh, it's a rare instance where people are going to be blatantly in your face about whatever issue mm-hmm. that rubbed them the wrong way. You know, they're going to, you know, they're going to tell to it, they're going to follow and be nice and be courteous. But, you know, when y'all separate and everybody goes to their respective tables, you know, that's when people start sharing the tea and all that. And it's like, right. uh, I don't think people who are involved in these cases really lose any reputation in the family, especially if, you know, your family holds a certain position in the community, whether Mm -hmm. it's culturally or within the church. Um, Very rarely I see things done about it unless it's just like, you know, very sensational where it's Mm -hmm. like, no, we've got to address this. But then this also right. ties into the next one, um, justifying the elders' wrongdoings based off of hierarchy and age difference. You know, with those being linked, right? I can only think of, it really doesn't help us when we learn about conflict resolution, mm-hmm. especially how that applies into our everyday life. See, because for me living in the, oh gosh, the voice cracking is real. <laughs> but... <laughs> When I live in, you know, we live in the West, myself, I live in, um, on the mainland and we're supposed to adopt to Western culture and navigate these Western spaces. And when we have grievances that we, that are rightful and we should be able to bring them up to our superiors, Mm -hmm. we don't stick up for ourselves, but we all talk shit about it, whoever it is to Mm -hmm. coworkers or whatever, because we've learned to navigate that way instead of bringing the issues to who we need to, especially if it's we're you know, we're getting did wrong and it creates this cowardice in our kind right. of society. And, you know, we don't like to call it cowardice cause it's not a, you know, it's not a nice word, but that's right. really what it is. Mm-hmm. And it, we're starting to just treat it like, instead of it being about family reputation, it just starts to bleed out into our everyday life. It's just, that's just how you do things and like you have all these institutions that are wrong, like, you know, racism, that's it, that plagues our community. That's still here because people are still not even wanting to address stuff because of family <clears throat> reputation, you know, and it's, it cripples us because we can't move forward. We can't ruffle feathers. We can't have new ideas. We can't do anything because we're trying to uphold family reputations and whoever's older is all-knowing and all-wise they know the best mm-hmm. no, that's... And I... go ahead yeah. sorry Asher. no no no. it's just i don't like how it it cripples our community <clears throat> because we compared to all the communities out here in this western civilization we're behind right on a lot of stuff and it's it's sad it really is yeah um another thing another uh yeah another thing i want to add to that too is um I feel like <laughs> I feel like someone's like to use this whole humble, respectful kind of imagery that we put out mm-hmm. there in the world. Um, I think sometimes it's just for show because mm. like you were saying, when we have grievances and 
we're trying to sort them out, the people, it's it's not really respected. Mm-hmm. Like you are not respected for mm-hmm. you know um, addressing things for right. for for um, confronting someone for doing you wrong, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's. It says in the tweet, too, it's not just the age thing, but in hierarchy, uh, I think uh, the person who wrote this was referring to, like, our Fossam 1 stuff, where, like, you can be as old as dirt, but if you don't have the title, you still don't mean anything, because you don't have the title to go along with your seniority. Mm -hmm. And so I think Samoans have this issue with being corrected, unless it's from someone above you. Like, yeah. if me or you, Tyra, were mm-hmm. going to go up to, like, either of our older aunties and uncles and be like, mm, I didn't really appreciate X, Y, and Z, they're going to be like, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to brush us off and stuff because we're yeah, just... Yeah, hey, we're, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, we're just this young things that yeah. are coming off as, air quotes, disrespectful. And it's like, you know what? It... it, it it's a facade. Are we yeah. really about this respect thing? Because yeah. the inner workings and the inner happenings of our own respective communities don't really reflect that. I feel like that's yeah. just like our PR thing to show other people that, you know, if they look at this little minority group where we're so tight knit and we are sometimes, but at the same time, when it gets really good, it can also be really, really bad. Yeah. You know what? It's good that you said that because um this isn't totally on topic but it mm-hmm. piggybacks off what you say it's like we do we're all about show we like to put everything right. all these positive out aspects about ourselves in the forefront but those same positive aspects if you dig just scratch a little deeper they're actually the most toxic thing about us mm-hmm. because like you said earlier you know tight-knit we try to be tight-knit we're so tight-knit that we're actually really exclusive and we, we, you know, we're homogenous sometimes and we feel like if you stick out a little bit, ah, get out of here. <laughs> You're not a part of this, you know, and then where it's like, oh, they're so tight knit. But yeah, they're actually elitist kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how we we act. And, you know, the, like you said, with the pride thing, we always try to show, oh, we're so kind to our elders and all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but really we're not we're not really like that. Yeah, we're nice to our elders, but you know, you go back and you see how a lot of people can talk crap about them and all that stuff. And not only that, but we're not even kind to each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay, cool. We're nice to old people. But <laughs> we're not even nice to each other, you, you know? know. Elder abuse here. <laughs> <laughs> At least we don't have that on our plate. But I, I, I agree with you. There's mm-hmm. with our with our pride and the facade thing it's like we when are we going to start really living the way we like to portray ourselves right instead of just talking about it and you know what like for those of you listening which is like probably just me and Tara listening back to our voice (laughs) (laughs) just kidding you know what let me just preface with this uh this is not even a preface because it's like almost half an hour in but we we are not disrespecting our culture we love being Samoans we love everything about our culture but at the same time you cannot say you really love something if you're just gonna let it be whatever it is do whatever it wants to do and I'm just talking about and we're just talking about the negative aspects of our culture because it's apparent in everything it's mm-hmm. in here in Samoa, it's in New Zealand, it's in Australia, it's in the mainland. You know, like, these aren't exclusive things to us. I mean, this thread has, at the time when I found it, had 73 retweets and 94 likes. And that's a lot. And it has mm-hmm. over 20, at least over 20 likes per little topic thing in the thread, too. So you mm-hmm. can imagine how many Samoans really... Um, feel for the things that this person's talking about because it's true it happens and it's Mm -hmm. a disservice to us if we just act like these things don't happen and we know they happen because they happen every day and you know if 
we love our culture. You know, we want to be better people. You know, we got to talk about these things. We can't, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't hide and expect them to just go away because that that doesn't help at all. It really doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, it's like you said, it's love. And if we love something, we want it to be as healthy as possible. And if we're going to sit here and lie and say that, you know, some ones are healthy, like, you know, uh-huh. physically and mentally, but like, let's not, let's not lie here, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> I really like the, I believe the reason why Des and I started this um, podcast was because we really love our people. Like we want our people to see, to see and do better. And we want that to reflect in our everyday lives. And the only way you can really heal from something is if you get at what's making it sick. Mm-hmm. And that's really all we want to do is we want our people to thrive. We want our people to grow, but we, we all have to be honest about across the board. Why aren't we growing? Why aren't we thriving? Mm-hmm. That's so true. Uh, do you want to go ahead and go to like the next page of okay. thingies and read off the one at the top? Okay. Um, so the first one on the next page is older relatives introducing racism to their Afakasi mixed family members at a young age, jokingly, is just as wrong. Haha, ha, that's so funny that we would get that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because me and you, we're both Samoan Black, so mm-hmm. we, we have a... <laughs> a certain experience afforded to us in life um, because of our mixed heritage. Uh, Mm. So if you want to go ahead and share on that. Um, I think that with this, um, I would definitely, my views on it have kind of evolved over the last, whatever, couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I was, it started off angry because it's hella real. It's true. But I'm starting to realize a lot of the energy that comes from all this jokingly and all this, you know, joking about Black people or whatever race you are, Chinese, Mm -hmm. and all these races that we like to put down, I think it really just comes from an extreme insecurity in our own people. Right. Like, for whatever reason, we feel like we need to put down other races or other groups to make us feel better. But in reality, we're the ones on the bottom. We're the newest youngest race group in America one of the one of them I'm sorry we're not the newest or youngest but we're one of the young ones Mm -hmm. and so the pathologies that think like oh we're better than them so let's make fun of them like I don't know where that comes from Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really don't like if especially clowning on black people for being black like okay but do you have peanut butter do you have traffic lights do you have (laughs) you know what I'm saying like what are we making and what are we bringing to the table but some jokes and Mm -hmm. some you know a Disney movie like seriously so I think it comes from whatever we've been told to make us feel better Mm -hmm. our our people you know obviously it comes from colonialism and us wanting to appeal to the white man but it also comes down to I feel like there's a level of uh, yeah insecurity there Mm -hmm. no I feel that because there is an inferiority complex there mm-hmm. because if you're a Samoan in Samoa, you know, everyone looks like you, everyone eats the same food as you, you know, mm-hmm. we all got the same tattoos and whatnot. Then, <laughs> you know, you go to places like Australia, Australia, the mainland, New Zealand, um, you know, you're just, you're just this tiny percentage in a pool of... Right of other people, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and when, (laughs) we always talk about, like, being prideful and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you know you're the shit, you don't have to shove it in people's faces. Right. Uh, You don't have to put other people down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just, that's just the someone's being prideful type thing, you know, other words, don't give a shit about us. No, you don't care about someone pride. You know, we need to feel Mm -hmm. good about ourselves. But I mm-hmm. don't see that being very helpful when especially we put down other Samoans of mixed, you know, mixed heritage yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. And 
the joking thing, you know, like we love to joke. Like we can clown. We can clown. If you look <laughs> yeah. different, you're getting clowned. If right. you're someone in white, you're getting clowned. If you're someone in black, you're getting clowned. If you're someone Asian, you're getting clowned. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, there are times when it's like a I feel like it's different when it's like among cousins and stuff, you know, who are mm-hmm. the same age and they do it as opposed to when it's like uncles and aunties and then it becomes a regular thing like when there's like you clown back and forth as opposed Mm -hmm. to just being the (laughs) clowny instead of the clowner uh (laughs) that's a habit you know that you know we're really addressing in our community and even on like other podcasts that i've listened to by other Samoans, like we're really like sitting down with each other and hashing these things out and trying to understand you know where does this come from are we alienating other Samoans too much yeah uh yeah uh that's something we gotta work on yeah Um, and it's funny because um I was talking to my brother about this the other day um because he went to a um what's it called a a barbecue with and and he's it was a Samoan barbecue for the 4th of July. And it was awkward for him because he is not as close with our Samoan culture as I am. Like, he's different with it or whatever. But, you know, there was a guy there talking about Afkasis. And my brother got uncomfortable because they were clowning on the Afkasi person. Like, you know, just like mm-hmm. saying that they're Latin or, you know, ooh, uh, they don't know their Samoan side. So they're corny or whatever. And okay. When my- about it I was like I swear we act like we're or someone's be acting like uh this is Harry Potter and they're the full-blooded wizards uh, <laughs> and you know <laughs> we're the half y'all mudlers like, yeah mudblooded wins. exactly and that's how they act like seriously and it gets to this thing like okay like Mm-hmm. it's not that serious we're not out here <laughs> saving the world this ain't harry potter why are you taking it that serious like okay i know pride for our culture but like dude it's a brother or sister they share blood they share race as you i think the mentality behind some of this stuff is because our culture is all we got so we like to be really protective over it mm-hmm. and it's we true. try to make it seem like oh, well, you're not good enough to be a part of this club. Mm-hmm. Because it's all we got. If we don't have mm-hmm. that, then what do we have? Our that's culture sad, is it. Though. Yeah, that's sad, it really you're is. you're excluding the people that are your own blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not my fault or your fault that we're mixed. Right. Like, that just kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> Our parents chose that path. <laughs> <laughs> it was predetermined. But... Uh, I feel like it's, it's, I don't know if it's an interesting time or ironic time for like these kind of things to be center stage right now, considering what's going around in the yeah. U.S. But I do remain hopeful. I do see the, our generation and the younger ones being more sensitive to it. You yeah. know, the old folk. They'll come along when they choose to if they're not already there with us. But I think that we're being very aware with it. And there are some ones too who just it they feel it it's not as deep as this like internalized racism kind of thing that we're talking about and how other people feel. Like it really is just clowning. And I know that there are I know this one family, I won't say who they are, but I know this one family, you know, they the have Smiths. some. <laughs> <laughs> Damn motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> they, they got some Samoans who are mixed with black. And as much as they clown on them, they will ride for them just as hard as they mm-hmm. clown on them. Like, if you mess with them, they, you know, it's on site. Like, they will ride for right. their family just like that. Although they do love to clown them, though, you know, they still mm-hmm. got mad love for their family. So it just creates mm-hmm. this weird dynamic that gets lopped in, you know, with like yeah. the ugly part of it too. And 
I do think that there is nuance to it, although there is a lot of, you know, negativity as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's a case-by-case thing. And like I said, you know, I'm hopeful. I see things changing. You know, we're holding these, we're having these dialogues, we're having these discussions, we're allowing people to hear from two mixed Samoans as well, you know, and how we Mm -hmm. feel about it in our own experiences. Um, Yeah. And I think, well, (laughs) this next one, it ties in with some of the other things we touched on. Invalidating Mm -hmm. youth's feelings because of their age, gender, relations. That's a tough Mm -hmm. one. Uh, Yeah. Even if you're 40, that's a tough one. (laughs) Even if you're 50, that's a tough one. And if you're a female too, that's, that's the fight I can't speak on. Yeah, it's there's a lot of dismissal because I think it knocks on the door of that pride tree. Like mm-hmm. that's a big. If we had to like put Samoan experiences in like one big ass word, it would be pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really what it is, and I think that people try not to. Um, what, what when you go, you can't trust your elder to be able to validate you and hear you if you've been hurt there's always that oh will they listen to me or will they did brush me off instead mm-hmm. of embracing me with love this is my family member they should hear me they should validate me and they don't want to hear it because it knocks on the door of their own self-esteem like hey you effed up here mm-hmm. you know what I mean or something went under your radar like if, for example I'm gonna go extra extreme here but um if I were to tell, like, some of my cousins, they they were really abused. Like, it wasn't like, oh, haha, you know, you got some spankings here and there. No, they got their asses whooped, which is a lot of Samoan kids still, mm. you know, getting punched like they're a man off the man or woman off the street. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and getting beat down like that. You have those uh, pains. You have that, like, why did you beat me like that? I'm not a dog. I'm a human being. And then you grow up and you want to address that. Like, hey, man, you guys were wild beating us up. And they're usually they'll get, you know, eh, it's not that. Are you alive? Are you still okay? Well, then it's right. okay. You know, right. and it's not okay because mm-hmm. there's stuff deep inside that. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because it comes from our own family, which if we can't trust our own family. Then you start interacting with people in the world. And we already have this mistrust. Like, you're not going to handle me correctly. My own parents aren't going to handle my feelings correctly, which causes us to stuff, stuff, mm-hmm. stuff, 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 stuff. And then, and then what after that stuff has been planted, out blooms mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Because that's trauma. That, mm-hmm. Those are feelings of resentment and trauma that has not healed. Um you know, for some people, they got tough skin and they just brush that off and just, you know what, they just move on. For other people, you know, they still feel some type of way about it. And they're mm-hmm. they're right in their, their feeling of that, too, because if you are in a situation or have a circumstance where you are in a physical altercation like that, you're probably not even fighting back, but you're on right. the receiving end of it. You know, you feel mm-hmm. kind of helpless because once you start to fight back, then you're just, you know, the fault's on you for taking right. it in another direction. And even if you try to run away too, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't win because this, yeah. this type of corporal punishment type of physical mm-hmm. abuse thing is so ingrained in our culture mm-hmm. that um, it is a lot, a lot of someone's considered a way to discipline you know right. it is it, it is part of the culture it's how we we handle our people and this ties mm-hmm. in with the the next one where it's saying uh where is it where is it uh fighting is not always the answer to your problems so we all got to use no. your words true mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. it's 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 a vicious cycle you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. my mom was a part of that she mm. grew up like that and Although she did spank her kids when they deserved it, she did not beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, 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 I think that maybe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, when you're a parent, maybe you don't want to go down the same route that your parents did with you. 
Maybe you want right. to try something different. Maybe you'll, mm-hmm. you know, you, you like this other way of mm-hmm. handling situations. And that works for you. That works for your kid. That works for your family dynamic. And yeah. Yeah. Well, with myself, like you said, you don't want to repeat your family's, um, your parents' past mistakes. My, okay, so my husband and I, we definitely were, that's where our biggest fear is all the time. Are we doing just like they did? You know, so when it comes like, especially when it comes to, um, you know, getting spankings or whatever, we always are not, we're A, we're not really about spankings here. We we do, obviously, when it's like big things, right. but, you know, it's never too much. It's like maybe one or two hits or whatever. It's not like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to drag you down the street. But also, we are also afraid of carrying on that. Do my kids feel safe with me? And that's something that we both can say growing up, we didn't feel with our parents. Mm -hmm. We didn't feel very safe. We didn't feel validated, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a really sad thing because your parents are supposed to be your safe haven. When you get home, you're always supposed to feel like, or if you have questions you can ask, but when you grow up in this kind of like, not all Samoan families are like this, but most are, when you grow up in this thing, it's not so much a family structure as, you know, with the love, it's more of a family hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to go out in the world and give love when you never really receive love like that. Mm-hmm. And it starts to just feeling like the only way we know how to communicate is through fighting, which also doubles back to a few um, a few threads ago when she was talking about... Um, not talking about things that bother us. We're just, you know, going behind each other's back. It's back against that conflict resolution. And that can always come in with, you know, why are we always having to fight? If we keep fighting, who do you think is going to take care of it? The police. And then what? You're going to jail. Mm -hmm. So we have all these things happening when it could start in the home where we're starting to open up with our kids. We're starting to talk to them. We're starting to get them to trust us. We trust them. We're not teaching them that, you know, the only thing that can get, it, you know, causes punishment is hands. You don't catch these hands mm-hmm. as a punishment. You know what I mean? Right. And because it hurts us, it's just those simple acts of reversing those little things can really open up so many doors for somebody. Like, I have several cousins who were beat, like, you know, mm. terribly. And they where they're at now. All they know is, oh, I'm going to go shoot a nigga. I'm going to go kill a nigga. I'm going to go fight a nigga. By the way, if you're not black, don't be using that word. (laughs) But, but, you know, that's their only way of communicating. There's no conflict resolution. There's no working things out. And most of them can't work very good jobs because they all have rap sheets. Right. You know? And, you know, the thing about that, too, is that's not even in the purview. That's not even Mm -hmm. my, that's not even in anywhere near you know, the headspace of some parents. It's mm-hmm. like, you live, you have a roof over your head, you have a bed, you have food, you go to mm-hmm. school, you get good grades, you come back home, you don't look a fool in church or it's mm-hmm. any other someone family, you don't bring the police to this house, that's it. All this mental health stuff, that's, you know, that's me stuff, you know? Don't, right. Don't bring that around here, you know, you just get over it and you don't, you know, you learn and you don't, fuck up the next time so you don't have to get your ass beat again you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. it's it's (laughs) it's it's difficult to watch Mm -hmm. it's difficult to experience and at the same time you know I do believe that there are someone parents who love their kids but would Mm -hmm. absolutely beat the crap out of them too if they you know they act in the wrong way and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it goes to my other point too, where it's just this weird dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. Samoans have where we're not really about the communicating kind of thing, but you know, I love you, but don't make me beat the hell out of you because you know I will, but I love right. you. And so that, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It makes it weird. I don't yeah, know. I'm not does. a parent. <laughs> uh, no, it does make it weird. Like, that's why when, when I, think back to like you know parents beating their children like 
they really like just some lady that they saw at the club or something like that. Uh-uh. I could never put my hands on my daughter like that. Like I really couldn't. I couldn't fight my son like that. I would never want to. Mm-hmm. Like it never to me. It just I don't understand why we wouldn't give them another chance or why we wouldn't sit down and talk to them. But that comes from my upbringing. My upbringing is different. Mm-hmm. You know, right. our our parents' upbringing is like you have decades and decades and decades of, I, I, you know, they don't, some of them don't even hear the words I love you. It's just like, you know, it's there. Okay. Don't ask yeah. me about it. Just know I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in their asses. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to exactly. take a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they don't even hear, I'm sorry either, you know, but, Ooh. Ooh. you know, exactly. So we get all those things coming and, our parents are kind of like conditioned. Our culture is conditioned to just living that way. Right. And I don't know. I, I wish. That's why it's great that we're having these conversations because we need to like stop and unpack mm. that and start start wanting better for our people because we have to see that all the things we do now have impacts in the future. Right. Um, for... Maybe switching gears a little bit. Are there any of these ones you want to read off real quick? Because some of these, you know, we discussed before. Uh, yeah. Okay. Double standards for boys and girls. Men mm. have freedom, more freedom than women. And that's on period. I don't even argue with that. I'm nodding. Go, woman. You speak. Speak, woman. That's you. That's your fight. You know, I never got this got this like everything women have double standards like before okay so women in our culture are hugely depended on like we for everything but a lot mm-hmm. but for whatever reason we get the shittiest tra- treatment mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get it like I and I was always mad when I had to go you know I would look fresh at church and then I had to go slap an EA on that Ooh. was like multicolored <laughs> <laughs> That's, the That's all. <laughs> yes, and clashing with my outfit, my FUBU outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and it used to piss me off. And I was always like, why do I have to change the way I am for, you know, and then I learned, oh, it's because you don't want those guys. To, I'm like, you know, the, to see your butt. I was like, first of all, I'm wearing boy clothes. But second of all, why can't we get them in check? Can't mm-hmm. they fix their eyes? Why do I have to censor my body? Or you guys have to go do all the fouls. The boys can just do this and go play outside. And I'm like, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Are they incapable of cleaning the kitchen too? Or is that just not in there? No, we're not. Because <laughs> you're a boys cleaning the kitchen. That's gay. <laughs> that's kind of gay. Just kidding. Just kidding. I have a partner. <laughs> but you know what? I That's so true. I, I also do not, well, sort of understand this thing about women females are at fault for the attention mm-hmm. that they bring to themselves quote unquote mm-hmm. that they bring to themselves not the attention that they are given right. um, and it ties back to our discussion about holier than thou father stowers and mm-hmm. how men are incapable of self-control that women Y'all need to have pepper spray. Y'all need to cover ankles and your wrists. Mm. And just, you know, you might as well, you know, wear, wear a burqa, you know? Cause right. it's, and even if you do wear a burqa at that, men are still trash. Right. It's, it's, it's like, I think, are we really boiling down females to their reproductive you know mm-hmm. abilities mm-hmm. is that it like is that what what's boiling it down to because i mean that's bs to me too speaking of right because men need to be checked they need to be checked and this bs thing about girls with uh, females deserving x y and z you know it's bullcrap it's bullcrap mm-hmm. and it's it's something you find across all cultures, not just Samoans. You know, right. what is this thing about men not keeping it 
in their pants, keeping their hands to themselves. It's right. It's something I think you find a lot in patriarchal societies. Yeah. Uh, where men have the power, so women are women are expected to be subservient. And this is not me mansplaining, you know. This is just <laughs> my two cents. Tiara, you go ahead and take the rest of the time on this, but I see you with that. It's, I think that needs to change. It does. And I, you know, it's unfortunate because I feel like a lot of these people who hold these views, right, we're supposed to be family-centered, family-oriented, pride, respect, all this stuff. But then at the same time, you'll treat a woman that way but not fail to realize that there's another man out there treating your mother that way. Oh, but if it's your mom, oh, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Right. You can't treat her like that. Well, no, if you keep that same energy with all women, because mm-hmm. that we're all getting that same treatment. And, you know, I really hate how the burden is put on us to feel um, like we have to tame the men's desires down. Like, right. When I was 14, now let me tell you, 14 years old, my auntie's husband decided that he was going to start, you know, hanging out with me and my sister. He was like 28, Mm. 27, 28. And he's hanging out with us at one o'clock in the morning. Now, mind you, we didn't have older brothers like that. So me and my sister were like, oh, he wants to pretend like to be an older brother with us. Oh, yay. You know, and he's sitting with us this whole time, like telling he's lying, making up these dumb stories. And all this stuff, you know, trying to spend extra time with us because uh, he stayed with us, you know, while we were up being, you know, going on AOL, hella old, <laughs> you know, <laughs> going and doing, you know, doing our little chat rooms. He would try to come and stay and hang out with us and tell us stories about his past. And then my auntie was throwing us attitude. Uh-huh. And, you know, like we are the ones asking him to come hang out with us. I'm sorry, but I've been 28 before. And I never in my entire life wanted to hang out with a 14-year-old at like one or two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's not because I'm like 14-year-olds, but what what are what what do we have to talk about? And eventually it got really inappropriate. Like he started coming and holding us while we were doing dishes. He tried to hug us from behind and hold us and whisper in our ear or try to force us to come sit with him and stuff like that. And so we told my mom and my mom mm. was like, yo, you know, you need to. But even though we told my mom, my mom approached him and my mom told him to leave us alone. My auntie was over there calling us hoes. Uh-huh. still virgins never even seen a penis in my life at that time <laughs> you know and calling us hoes because her husband was being inappropriate with us oh. and it, it you know it's really it doesn't just go with the men that keep this thought mm-hmm. process that women are less it's even seeped into women think that women are less Wait. you're you should know better he's horny you should know better yeah. excuse me <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, true so. that's true women they get fooled by it too. That's absolutely yeah. a part of it. And then mm-hmm. I feel you have women like yourself speaking out against it. And then you have mm-hmm. men like me speaking out against it. But then you have women, you know, rehashing the same BS argument. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of, you know, people just kind of solidify in their, their argument that, oh, see, it's right. Because she's a female. Why is she, why is she yeah. not disagreeing with me? You know, she's right. a woman too. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not <laughs> exactly. Right. That's absolutely yeah. wrong. Yeah, it's it's too much. I. <laughs> it's the most. <laughs> it is the mostest. Um, you want to switch gears again? Yeah, go ahead. You okay. can take the next one. We are actually coming to the end of it. There's two more. Uh, this one. Uh, we kind of already touched on domestic violence. If your family member is the antagonist, speak up. Uh, ooh, that's a difficult ooh, position ooh, to be in. Yes, that's a very difficult is. position to be in. Especially ooh. if that if the antagonist is a provider for you. Oh, um, yeah. If they're a provider for you, you know, that's, that's very difficult. And, mm-hmm. oh, another thing I wanted to bring up, too, when we're just talking about, like, this grievance type thing um i don't feel that we have established an environment or or 
uh, a climate of safety when it comes mm-hmm. to those kind of things. Yeah. Because then, I mean, I feel like you and I can pretty much guess where some of these things lead to. At least, you know, mm-hmm. so the person getting kicked out of the house. It's like, oh, you got right. a problem? Okay. Yeah. You can go stay somewhere else. You can take your grievances <laughs> with you. And uh, yeah. it, it, it's really sad because there you go again. We're reinforcing these ter- terrible uh, habits that are built into our culture for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, this. Oh, did you want to go ahead and say something? Oh well, you know, for myself, right? Because right. I'm about to. I got all convicted over here with that because mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I'll be real. I have a family member that are two, a few. Oh, that's bad. That I know <laughs> yeah. are in the, um, domestic violence situations, and that's two different scenarios. So one, I've advocated for her, and I've told her, "Dude, get away. You don't need to be around this person. They beat you up when you're pregnant. It's not what is so amazing about them. Leave. You can come with me. Leave. You know." Mm-hmm. But there is that. Going back to the very first thing we talked about, oh, I don't want to be by myself. Mm. I don't want to have all these kids by myself. And then there's that fear there. And then I have for if our family member is the antagonist, right? Mm. I I have that same experience where there is a family member I know that he does abuse his wife. And, you know, there is a lot of difficulty in there because of our culture of feeling we do that exile thing. We right. do that kind of like we are like we're not Jehovah's Witness, but mm-hmm. Samoan people will be acting like we're a cult sometimes and we kick people out if they go astray from the teachings. Right. And there's that fear of like, I know this is wrong. I want to say something, but I'm afraid that everybody's going to just exile me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's difficult because especially if no one else is saying anything, mm-hmm. you can always feel like you're in the wrong or for even bringing it up and you're like oh well she's not saying anything so it must not be that bad but Mm. you still have to say it because it's wrong regardless Mm -hmm. there's a lot of difficulty in that because then it's it's if if you bring it up okay you've brought this issue to light now where's the Mm -hmm. support system you know yeah and if there's no Mm -hmm. support system you know what's going to happen afterwards to that person and Mm -hmm. you know I've never found myself in that position I have never personally known anyone in those type of situations but if you are a person going through this as a victim you know we just urge you to look up some resources to find a way you know find a coping Mm -hmm. mechanism that is good for you and you know, speak to somebody about it. Because if you are someone who is abused frequently, it is mm-hmm. scientifically, scientifically proven that you may be killed by your abuser. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. And I know it's easier saying all this stuff than actually going through with it. But, you know, we'd rather have you alive and well been something worse you know for you or your children or whoever you are with you know just know that we're you know we understand uh yeah that's some really deep stuff we got hella deep (laughs) we got really deep for the first episode (laughs) (laughs) but also if there's no one else that you have to talk to you can talk to us find us and we'll find resources for you if you have hard time and if you just need somebody to let it off on Uh we can talk to you or we can put you in somebody the hands of somebody who knows how to deal with those situations so yeah like that said it's it's always a it's always scary to jump into the unknown especially when you're by yourself you have kids but it's possible you can be okay on the other side of that right. and take it from a former single parent mm. you will be okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's I'm just we're just hopeful, you know, we're just hopeful for these people in these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, for this last one, introducing new ideas and lifestyles isn't res- 
disrespecting culture. Mm. Mm. This one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it really does tie in with everything else. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> is respect a new idea? <laughs> is respecting <laughs> younger people a new idea? Is respecting the females a new idea? I don't think it is. I think we should look into it. I think a lot of people yeah. should look into it. It's not new. It's that's the I was telling Tori, okay, so one of our friends, Victoria, I was mm. telling her that it feels like um Samoans be all up in the nineteen fifties. <laughs> so a lot of these <laughs> a lot of these ideas that we're talking about aren't really new, but for them they're new. Right. And it, when it comes as new, like, ooh, what are you talking about? You're being disrespectful. Like, no, I'm not. I'm actually trying to help everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it like it, it encompasses everything that we were talking about because everything that we're talking about follows for them, for a lot of people, follows under falls under that new idea thing. And like I said before, if we're ever gonna progress in um modern times and we're gonna like be able to navigate compete with or even just enter the western society cipher we need to start adopting new ideas we need to start being more open-minded and more malleable because Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know how it is back in the island but a lot of the samoans that come here they still have this island mentality. They just try to set up villages in America and try to live in that bubble of mm-hmm. that created village, which is usually the church. Right. And um, it's it's harmful because you have people who don't know how to work Western society teaching people how to work Western society. And mm-hmm. then it's just like the blind leading mm-hmm. the blind throughout mm-hmm. this thing. And it, And then you have a stagnant, you know, a lot like there's so many problems like I didn't even and I'm not blaming my mom or anything she didn't know but like I didn't know how to go apply for financial aid for college and things like that you know if if we were able to be more open-minded and introduce new ideas and things like that Mm -hmm. all these little even the smallest things wouldn't be seen as so radical (laughs) right as as long as it's coming from you know a place of love and mm-hmm. respect, you know, I I don't see how you could go wrong with it. Maybe mm-hmm. you're gonna have to tailor your message depending on who you're speaking to and what age mm-hmm. they are and what title they have. Um, right. But at the same time, you know, it's I think it's good when you do learning on your own when you are educating yourself. And then you bounce those ideas off of someone that, you know, that you can confide Mm -hmm. in. And, you know, you have this back and forth and you disagree, you agree. But as, you know, as long as you're trying to make progress, as long as you're trying to make things better for one another, you know, how can you, how can you go wrong with that? Honestly. Right. Like, you got mad love for your people. Okay, show it. Yeah, exactly. Because there's nothing wrong that can come with new ideas. It's just and new new territories and stuff like that. The only thing that can really come of it is just growth. And that doesn't mean when you get a new idea, another one of the ideas just goes away. Mm-hmm. You still have your old ideas there. You still have our culture there. Just just because we're you know talking about new things and things that are foreign to some people. That doesn't mean that it completely erases our culture. Our culture can still be there. If anything, it can improve on our culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can give our culture ways to um, give us an advantage when we go into the uh, Western societies. Like the fact that we have an abundance of respect for others and um, especially our elders. You don't see that as much when you walk up in, especially in America. They could care less what age you are. Get out of my way. If you, if I was here first, I was here first. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and with us, it comes as different. You know, we're being, we're able to have, like, you know, some positive things. Is we're able to empathize with, you know, people who are maybe sick or handicapped or older. Be like, hey, no, you can have my spot. And that kind of like trickles down to everybody else. Like, oh, maybe I should 
stop being a witch and maybe I should be nicer, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but that, but by learning, by learning about how we shouldn't be racist in our society, that doesn't throw away. I, the fact that I've learned how to respect my elders. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be so scared to learn new things as a culture because it's only going to help us grow. Facts. Exactly. Um, I feel like we really covered a lot of ground here. Uh, if there's anything to take from this, you know, just be teachable, you know, mm-hmm. try to avoid being biased yourself. Uh, if you don't like what we said, it is what it is. You can <laughs> leave a nasty comment on our Instagram, but just don't report us because you are more than welcome to block us. Go ahead and block <laughs> us, but you know we're gonna talk our talk, and you can have your own podcast, talk your talk too. <laughs> but we're gonna talk how we like to talk here. All right, uh, Tiara, do you have anything to say before we end? Um, I just appreciate everybody who actually came to listen. And I really hope that even though we were talking all spicy, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really hope that you guys can see that it's, it's, it's from love. And I love all our, our people. We're funny. We're cool. And I just, I hope that we, this conversation can get conversations in your own home started. And that would be so best. <laughs> all right thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of the Asian podcast uh stay tuned for our next episode follow us on instagram that's where all the happenings are happening and uh if there isn't anything else y'all take care bye